You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm Jackie Koch, your host, and I wanted to talk a little bit today about beating imposter syndrome as a founder and as a CEO, as a boss. I feel like imposter syndrome creeps up so much in this job or in this role. I don't know what we want to call it, but when you're the one in charge, imposter syndrome can be a real thing. And it can happen for so many reasons. What happens a lot of times is that you're good at something at work And all of a sudden, you're so good at it that you should all of a sudden be able to lead people. So now you are good at a skill and now you're going to lead other people, but you're not given any help or training. You're just moved into the role. So then you're like, I don't know how to lead other people. I just know how to do this email marketing really well or whatever. And I think the same can be true for founders or small business owners. A lot of times you start a business doing something that you've been good at yourself. And then all of a sudden you also have to lead other people and you're like, how the hell did this happen? And I know for certain there are a lot of CEOs and founders that feel like they aren't truly qualified or capable enough to be the one in charge, even when evidence would suggest otherwise. But you might think, I don't really know what I'm doing or someone else could totally run the company better than I can. All of those terrible thoughts. And The self-doubt can be crippling and it can often prevent you from making confident decisions and moving the business forward. But I think leading others can amplify this because there's so much more responsibility that you have of other people and you have so much more visibility. Other people are watching you do something that you're already nervous about, right? So definitely something that so many leaders face, a lot of founder CEOs face. And I wanted to just talk a little bit about it and let you know that you're not alone. There's people all of the time feeling the same way that you do. And I think as soon as you start to embrace the fact that you don't know everything or you might not be fully qualified yet, as soon as you start to embrace that and really put on the I'm learning hat and part of learning is not being good at or knowledgeable about something quite yet, you're going to be so much more successful and happier. Now, sometimes so much easier said than done, myself included. I really created this episode for myself as well. I'm not going to lie. As much as I'm saying it to you, I'm saying it to myself. And I'm just going to leave it at that. What I wanted to also talk about were some ways that imposter syndrome might manifest for you when you're leading a team. And some of the ways are obvious. Some might not seem so obvious. Like when I say it, you're like, I do that. And it might actually be because I feel like an imposter or I'm trying to prove something. Hear me out. The first one is going to be overworking. Sometimes feeling that you need to put in more hours than everybody else to prove you're worthy of your position or your job. Hello, I do that a million times. Oh my gosh, I do that so much. Overworking feeling that you need to put in more hours than everybody else to prove you're worthy of your position. The second is you might hesitate to delegate. So believing you have to do everything yourself to ensure it's done right or feeling that asking for help might expose whatever your weaknesses are, right? Another would be avoiding decision-making, procrastinating on important decisions because of the fear of making a wrong choice or being judged, downplaying your achievements, ooh, I've done this, attributing success to external factors like luck, 
timing or the efforts of the team. Also just not taking accountability for any failures and stuff, but mostly downplaying your achievements is what I mean here. Fear of feedback. So being extra worried about getting feedback from people or doing feedback sessions and seeing them as a time where someone might expose your, I'm not good enough, right? So instead of embracing getting feedback, you're afraid of it. So you put it off. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it, right? You're like, oh, I'll wait until something's in a better place to ask for feedback. Or you say you want it, but then you don't actually do it and like shying away from it for sure. Another would be overcompensating. So trying to know everything or pretending like you have all the answers, even if it's outside of what you're good at. Perfectionism, setting unrealistic high standards for you and your team, which can lead to burnout. And obviously perfection is never attainable, right? Having those high standards is really just setting yourself up to fail. And then overthinking communication. So analyzing every conversation or email thread or Slack message and worrying about how it might be perceived by team members. I see a lot of that happen with a lot of the clients that I work with as they overanalyze everything. And so recognizing maybe you're like, yeah, all of those or a handful of those and just being aware of how imposter syndrome can manifest itself is really the first step. It's okay. I think I might have some of that. There's a lot of ways that you can try to not let imposter syndrome affect you as much as it does. Now, I would love to say make imposter syndrome go away, but I don't think that actually will go away. I think you just learn how to embrace it and how to deal with it when it shows up. Because I think for a lot of people, it's not there all the time, but it can show up in different situations. Here are some practical tips that you can use to help combat imposter syndrome. The first is to reframe your thoughts. So obviously being aware of it and recognizing it and knowing it's common and that almost everybody else experiences it. So becoming aware of it and then challenging the negative beliefs when something does come up of a self-deprecating thought, really being like, is this fact-based or is it opinion-based? Have I overcome similar things like this before? I do this all the time. I'll be like, what evidence do I have to show that this is actually true or not true? Usually it's not true. What evidence do I have to show that I can get through this? And usually I can find quite a bit of stuff. Something that might help you is positive affirmation. I don't love positive affirmations, to be honest. I prefer to do what I just said. So challenge the negative beliefs. If a negative belief comes up, I prefer to be like, okay, what evidence do I have that this isn't true? And look at it that way. Instead of just trying to pile on a positive thought on top of a negative thought, it doesn't actually help me. So maybe positive affirmations help you. I don't find that they help me that much. I like to just get real with it and be like, okay, this is temporary and I can choose to look at it this way or that way. I tend to do that instead. Once you've reframed your thoughts or at least become aware of your thoughts is to talk about it. You could find a mentor, somebody who's been in the seat before that you admire, or maybe you have peers that are in the same position as you or people who are leading teams or other founders and just be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling and make sure it's with someone you trust. And often they're going to say, I felt the same way or I don't view you that way at all. And they're able to give you information on how they perceive you, like how you are in your achievements that can really be refreshing and help you reframe it. That could be with a mentor or a peer or somebody else that you know who is going through a similar situation or has in the past. Of course, you could find a coach. So you could find an executive coach 
or even a therapist to help deal with some of these things to help figure out where the beliefs are coming from if you feel like it's that detrimental to you. And executive coaches can often really help set up good frameworks for how to work through these things. And then just if you go to talk to a peer or somebody else, normalize the conversation. And I think this is happening a lot. You do hear the word imposter syndrome show up a ton. And the more we talk about it, the more it becomes less stigmatized and less isolating. I'm sure there's a bunch of things about this. Obviously, I'm recording a podcast. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones. And the more that you realize it's normal, the more it's easy when it pops up to let it flee away. It's going to go away and I'll feel better tomorrow. And then one thing that my friend does that I started to do is she documents achievements or great feedback that she gets. So whenever I get a nice email from somebody or a compliment, I'll write it down. And then I have this file in my computer of all my wins. And when I'm feeling like an imposter, I go to that and I read it. And I know that sounds nerdy, but it really helped. I jot down accomplishments, positive feedback, milestones, all of that stuff. So that when I'm having struggles, I go back and I look at it and I remind myself that other people have had so many different experiences of me than what I'm thinking in that moment. And it really helps. So highly recommend that you do that. You can even just take screenshots and start a folder on your computer or your phone. There's so many ways you can do that. And it really helps so much. And I would just say in my experience with imposter syndrome, it's not about eliminating it and not about eliminating self-doubt or the thoughts. Because anytime I'm pushing myself to do something different or something new or go against the grain, I'm going to get resistance. And resistance is going to sound like imposter syndrome, negative thoughts, whatever, because my body and my brain wants to keep me safe. If I'm constantly challenging myself to do something different and push to a new goal, I'm going to have these things come up. And I know that it's a sign that I'm actually growing and doing hard things. It's never going to go away. So if it's never going to go away, how can I get better at managing it? And the more I become aware of it, the quicker I can shift it. Sometimes I have to go for a lot of walks. Sometimes I have to do a lot of work, but I can shift it quicker and quicker usually than what I used to be able to do and still move forward despite the feelings. And I think the more that I just continue to work through it and recognize they're there and recognize all of these ways that imposter syndrome might be showing up for me, I can be like, oh, I'm overworking. I wonder why I can dig into it or I'm hesitant to delegate. I wonder why. In fact, I just had a conversation with somebody about this in my business and I am like, I don't know that I can hire somebody to do this because blah, blah, blah. And he's challenging me and it's bringing up resistance. It's bringing up a lot of stuff. And so I'm noticing it and I'm like, okay, why is that true? How is that not true? And just being able to recognize it and have the conversations. And so as a boss, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because it's so easy when you're the leader to feel like you have to be the one that has it together for your team and you can't be weak and you can't be seen as weak and you have to push forward and that's very stressful. And so find the people that you can have these conversations with and don't feel like you have to be the person who's got it all figured out. It is totally fine to talk about it. And so that was really what I wanted to talk about on this episode. Hopefully you found some little nuggets. Maybe you're already doing all these things. And so this wasn't an episode where you're taking away action items, but instead you just feel like she has it too. 
they have it too. I can tell you I'm around a lot of successful people and everybody has it. So the more we can just accept it, the more we can move forward from it and keep doing great things and keep doing scary things like recording these podcasts. (laughs) Anyways, I'm really grateful you guys tune in and I hope that you have a good rest of your day and we'll talk again soon. Are you ready to hire a recruiter to help you in your business? Exciting news for you. That can be me and my team. And we believe that the recruiting industry is due for a major upgrade in its recruiting and fee structures. So we have a completely different model than other recruiters out there. We have transparent pricing and transparent fees. Go check out peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting for how you can partner with us and let us do the hiring for you.